groundbreaking territory we're in. Uh, Connor McNally, Harry Tucker and Trevor Long with you. And the Spanish Formula 1 Grand Prix is still underway. Um, boys, I called it before the race started that this would potentially be the most boring race of my lifetime. And we're right, aren't we? And I've yeah. not been disappointed at this point. This has been awful. <laughs> like, there's no... <laughs> As you can tell, this is not the official Formula One podcast. Oh, we're not getting any Do you imagine Tom from Clarkson? now. <laughs> imagine Tom Clarkson just going, so, thanks to Bose, this was a boring Grand Prix. Look, um, the, thing, the thing about it is, uh, they don't normally race in Barcelona at this time of year. It's never normally this hot. Um... Everyone says this is a circuit where you can't pass and turn one would be the most excitement we could get. Uh, to their credit, uh, that's true. It's it true, very the much. Most Unless your name's Alex Albon, who seems to have no issue overtaking anyone. That's a good point, Harry. He he had, in moments, he's, he stopped twice. Um, we're still 12 laps to go on the race, so we are keeping our eye on it. So if we, f- if we sound distracted, just send us some feedback and we, don't, we won't pay any attention to it. That's <laughs> um, how I take feedback. <laughs> what I don't know about you. Um, but in those moments where he has come back out or where, whatever it's been, he, he's done some cracking moves around the outside. And I think this is, this for me, is what's interesting. We, we heard during the race, I think it was Martin or Crofty, talk about how this circuit is no good for overtaking. Well, I would challenge that if the circuit was no good for overtaking, it wouldn't exist. You know, the circuit is not the problem. The cars are the problem, as we've discussed many, many times. And the tyres. The cars and the tyres. There are some really cool uh, turns here that are long enough to at least attempt the the around the outside. There are some switchbacks where you've got the opportunity to potentially get a run on into into the next straight. So I don't see why that's a massive problem. Sergio Perez has just got a five-second penalty, so he's going to struggle to finish in sixth position what he, that he's had. Well, he, he was in fourth. He's currently fourth. So but guess he's going to Seb might come up. In fourth position. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after starting in, in 11th, and Seb, by the way, was just on the radio, Harry, you might have missed it. Um, his engineers came on and said, do you think you can get to the end in this? And he's just gone, mate, I asked you that. Like ten minutes ago, um, was that what he was asking? What? Yeah, what are we going to do? Yeah, and then he, you have he to said, let "What me are know. we going to do?" And they said, "We'll come back to you." I didn't uh, think they said that. I think it was just okay. Yeah. It was like a one word. And then they come back to him some many laps later <laughs> oh. and say, "Do you think you can get to the end?" And they, they don't even have two cars in the race. Like all their attention should oh, be on yeah. Seb. Like, what's the what's the excuse this time? The the first lap, I mean, it goes to the whole drive to survive theory of Formula One right now under Liberty Media. There's no issue here because the. The majority of the audience who witness any part of this race will see this from the Sergio Perez episode, right? Mm. Can you imagine Drive to Survive the 2021 is going to be the coronavirus episode where well, driver is actually brought episodes. down by the virus, um, not the whole sport. Uh, he comes back and the opening lap is pretty good. Um, there's some action between his teammates. So they're in the, they're in the pink team this episode. And it's going to look exciting because mm. they had a bit of a race at the start. Well, Sergio's been penalised. massive start. That's going to be an exciting episode <laughs> because you're going to get, I don't know, 30, 40 seconds of racing. That's the, that's the way Drive to Survive works. So, so we basically just, at the F1 calendar now is basically the you're watching the behind the scenes of the filming Correct. of, of Drive to Survive. That's what this is. Uh, it's like, uh, can we, uh, Red Bull, can you pit Albon um, so you'll send him back in traffic and he'll be on better tyres so we get a bit of action. That's well, that's what we need. And that, that lock-up, because the sound of Leclerc's lock-up, so he's come into the, what do they call it, the bus stop or whatever. That was eerie. And, mm. and his engine has literally locked up. 
It's just, I don't think I've ever heard that sound before. No. When they of enhance nothing. that sound in Drive to Survive, which they do very, very well, it's going to be an epic. You're pumped about Drive to Survive now that we've confirmed this week yes. that it's back. They've confirmed uh, that they're actually filming the thing here and everywhere else. After you, every other race, going, oh, are they going to be well, there? I haven't seen the cameras. It's one of those things where you think, oh, like, is there enough people allowed? But I think, let's be honest, what was very clear around Liberty Media's uh, attention to detail at this event is they put some wallpaper down on the on the grid before the race with pictures of the drivers. Uh, so they've, they've got the money. They've got no issue doing stupid things. Um it's not a it's not a bad situation, but that's going to be the most exciting thing about twenty twenty. Uh, will oh, be drive to survive without a question. And look, with everything that's happened with coronavirus right now, it, it means you know there's a lot more attention to detail in terms of you know the drivers that are adapting well, and particularly with Sergio, like yeah. that's going to be a real talking point. You know how he's handled oh, this situation. Imagine if he made the podium. That Netflix would have just been. Just yeah. wanting that so that badly, yeah, and, oh. and, and the same would have applied if Hulkenberg made exactly. The That'd be filthy. But that but would have been that would have been a genuine. Everyone's rooting for that. Where the Perez one just seems to would have been milked if he. I think aside from the fact that obviously the result here is going to be uh, Lewis Hamilton, Surprise. Max Verstappen, uh, Valtteri Bottas. You know, this is the race where Racing Point has finally, I guess, get got a result to match the hype around that 2019 pink Mercedes. They could still crash out. They could. Eight, and, eight laps you know, to go. Perez is going to be pushed back a touch. But he's... Look at him. Perez, at this point, with eight laps to go, is staying 5.3 seconds ahead of Stroll to maintain that fourth position. But, you know, Stroll's had a good race. You can't deny that. He he, he got into third place off, off, the, off the grid, yep. which is pretty yep. darn good. It's one of the best starts I've seen from Lance in a very, very long time. And, 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 and anyone. Yeah, and and the thing is, <laughs> Racing Point on their socials absolutely hammed it up that Lance was the best starter of the field. You right. know, so they just yeah made someone it. in commentary compared his uh, moves through turns one, two, and three to uh, Fernando Alonso. That's that's pushing it. I wouldn't have gone that far. No, neither would I. Did you see Fernando smashed into the wall at the Indy? No. Uh, on the Friday practice? Yeah, it was very funny. Came spinning into pit lane. It's not good. <laughs> he only just missed the missed the edge of the wall. God, w- w- had some he, bad luck in Indy. Yeah, he has. But yeah. what if he actually fails to qualify again? Do you think he would want to try again for Indy? If he, you know? how, how far does his well, ego go? Yeah, It's pretty big. That's, that's <laughs> pretty <laughs> solid. Um, I, I, thought, I think one of the fun things about this event, <laughs> finding the fun things, um, has been the team radio. Like, it goes back to when Bodass was told... It's important to get past Stroll. Bottas is in fourth. He had a shocking start. Um, Stroll's in third. And his, Bottas's team radio comes on and says, we, it's important to get past Stroll. Like, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> like, are there things that need to be said and not need to be said on these radio messages? They've been a bit fiery, the radios, this race. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they said um, it was... Um, <laughs> Look what the fucking look look what the look fuck what that the idiot did. <laughs> I was already turning in, and he tried to take me out. Who was he referring to? George uh, Russell or Grosjean? No, Grosjean. Grosjean. Um, the best uh, team radio was Vettel, who you know still doing very well to maintain sixth, but could well be swamped here by Stroll. Um, he came on. So this has been a, a race of strategy and tyres. So you made the point, Harry, that the circuit and the tyres. We saw from the start, um, Hamilton was clearly working to a delta. 
He yep. was working to a lap time that I think the engineers went, listen, if we if we maintain this gap, this lap time, we're going to be able to extend these tyres to the point where they, they last. Um, Verstappen even came on the radio and said he was going slow. <laughs> well, it's a <laughs> he's funny going, thing. He's going, I think it was not even slow, super slow. Because you know why? That will rile Lewis, Lewis up when yeah. he hears about it. Mm. Don't, don't you reckon? Like That's the kind of thing that will actually get oh, to Lewis. Yeah. And Max knows it. He's, He's in his great. comfort zone. I love. We were talking about this before. I've just really this year. I've just really come into Max. Like he is. Yeah. Uh, oh, that sounded weird. I think every <laughs> every race. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> just careful what you say. Yeah. No, I agree. But you look at um, Max's audio. You listen to his audio, and it just gets better and better every race. Stay hydrated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they played that all, all week. Um, but I think it's I th- actually, and you mentioned uh, Harry while we were watching a lot of stuff about Max's maturity, yeah. like you know, young kid thrown into the spotlight, into his sport, and he's he's kind of matured. This appears to be the year where he's taken the team, um, the bull by the horns, or whatever you want to look at, because he he really is showing some dominance as a kind of. I guess he's he's asserting himself to say, no, no, I'm, I need to stay on these tyres. Like last week in Silverstone, yeah. no, no, I'm not going to let him go. We're going to stay with them. Here, he's had a bit of that conversation as well, saying, no, we. He he actually had a go at his engineer to say, look, don't don't worry about Mercedes. Let's just run our race. Yeah, and he had, and his engineer retorted back in in a pretty angry manner. It must be said to eyes down and focus on the race. He yeah. did. I don't think he appreciated what Max was saying to him but I think Max had every right to say don't worry about Mercedes yeah, focus on so our race on them. Yeah. yeah six laps to go as we watch and Sainz has now got past Vettel so Sainz is in sixth Vettel in seventh I don't know whether Albon's got the speed to, to swamp oh, I don't Vettel. know 2.2 2. 2 seconds the difference between Vettel and Albon Al- Albon's tyres are 10 laps newer if you're on the let me let me put this to you boys you've got to five laps to go you are Opmar Safnau and you're on the pit wall um, if Stroll can maintain a four-second gap or a three-second gap to Ooh. Carlos Sainz on the last two laps, do you tell him to pull back so that Perez maintains his fourth position? Or do you get them to swap? Why would you do that, Perez? Like, So, well, Stroll's on the softs, Perez is on the mediums. Yes, but Perez has got a five-second penalty. Oh, I see what you're saying. For, 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 yeah, a, blue, yeah, yeah. for a blue flag yeah. infringement. Yeah. Like, which the team would see as being a, a nothingness. So, yeah. do you get Stroll to just back signs up on that last two laps and hope to goodness that you can maintain Perez's fourth place. Or does it really not matter, I guess, because he's gonna, it's just going to swap and they don't have to swap on track. But, you know, that this uh, let's go back to Racing Point. I mentioned it earlier. This is the first excellent result for Racing Point, assuming they stay in fourth <laughs> and fifth, um, as as the pink Mercedes, don't you reckon? This is, this is genuinely showing that they are... A contender for that, you know, kind of third place in the constructors. Mm. Yeah, well, outside of outside of Red Bull, no one's even remotely near them. What's it's like on that now? Every car except for the top three isn't only yeah, only Has top three is on the lead on the lead lap, which uh, is just that's that's a sad indictment oh, on, oh, the, oh. on the whole situation. Uh, just having a look, Grosjean, like he he's tried to squeeze Raikkonen. That in was there. on Kimi. That was the one that Kimi complained about. Yeah, um, you know the fact that the Mate, you know what? I don't mind the bottom six or seven being no. lapped, but <laughs> for there ever to be a circumstance, um, Lewis has just run over a bit of carbon on the track, which is interesting. It's probably from Grosjean. Yeah, um, it's that's so embarrassing. It, it shouldn't for the just sport. be the podium on the lead lap. That it should never be that way. That's Especially, <laughs> here's the thing: Perez in the pink Mercedes is a minute seven behind Bottas. Bottas. 
How are you a minute behind? In fourth. That makes utterly no sense. How is, but also even worse, how is Latifi at 19th, 11 seconds behind Grosjean in, in 18th? That's equally as ridiculous. Mm. But, but again, that, that's, that's a sad indictment on the sport because Latifi brings money to the team. Yeah. And Much needed money for Williams at the moment because yeah. they're struggling. But again, this is the, you know, onwards from 2022. You can't have, like paid drivers is going to be a problem for the sport bringing people up through. Unless you're Lance Stroll, who's clearly not a shit paid driver. It's a ch- it's a challenge for those of us that think he's a weirdo, but you're right. I mean, he can <laughs> he's, drive. He's like, if he was... Yeah, you know, I get the car's good. If he was in... Like, look at the gap between... Yeah, exactly. He's only three he's and a half 3.4 seconds behind. seconds behind Perez. Albon is minutes behind yeah, yeah. Verstappen. And, and the thing is, the thing is, the racing points should not be... A minute behind Valtteri Bottas, at the very least. They should be at least about another two to three seconds behind. That yep. is a massive gap. And that, it's just, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I'm struggling to talk about the race while it's on. So uh, bear with us here, folks. But um, there's three laps to go. Daniel Ricciardo is in 11th. Norris is in 10th. There is a second or so between them. And there was a the the first Silverstone race was where Daniel and Lando had a bit of Lando's locked up bit of fun yeah. in the fir, in those last few laps. So you know, there's some potential here for Daniel to have some fun. Absolutely, I don't think he's having much fun in that Renault today, though. No. How poor was the Renault yesterday in qualifying? This, is, this has been their worst, like as a team, their worst race. I think uh, in performance-wise in the car. And <laughs> the weird thing about any team having a bad race here is this is the test, the test track. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> theoretically, there's, there's you've got no, the most data on it. There's no excuse. Okay, when you go to Ferrari's home track, no one has data except Ferrari. How's that going to work, by the way? But anyway, um, but everyone here has data. There's no excuse for any single team to struggle at the Circuit de Catalunya or whatever the hell they decided to call it this month. Circuit and de Barcelona, Catalunya. And Ricardo yeah, currently stupid. holds the lap record for the race here as well. So it's not like you've got... Yeah. You've got all your test data. You've got a driver who clearly knows what he's doing here. Mm. And you still can't manage to get a point. And you've got Bottas and Hamilton head-to-head going fastest laps <laughs> in the last in the last three laps. So Hamilton you know, on lap 63 just set the fastest lap. Bottas just crossed the line <laughs> and did the same thing 20, 25 seconds later. So they, they really want that extra point. But so we were looking at the first, I don't know, about 20 laps of this race. Maybe it was only the first 10 where the entire field was separated by about 36 seconds. The average was like two seconds. When they're all baby in the softs. No one was close to the car in front to get DRS. There was a couple. Uh, the, the gaps were not closing. It was literally just this Wait, big concert. Sorry to interrupt. Here's Stroll's going for Perez. Str- Stroll's just gone, no, I don't, I'm, not, I'm taking that position regardless. Oh, he, did, he just needs to be within five yeah, seconds. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's just he's just given it, given it everything. Luckily for Perez... Signs is nowhere near yeah, be right. catching, so he will he will maintain uh, fifth. So the team racing point will get fourth and fifth. But Ricardo's one point three seconds behind Norris. Norris is half a second behind Gasly. And who the hell's coming in now? Wow, Lewis is going to come in. Oh, he's, he's Lewis is coming in because Bottas. He's only got a twenty second gap to Verstappen. He, like, he's got a free pit stop. He can afford to do it's it. It's only twenty it's, seconds. Yeah, this That's is a risky. massive risk. You know they've got the they've got the ability to stop here, but. Oh, it's Bottas. Oh, it's Bottas. Oh, Bottas. Coming in for, because uh, he's got a one-minute lead over Perez, and he really wants that fastest lap. Tell you what, the That's the best ever. Sky's struggling with their graphics in the two Mercedes. This has been a few times now where they've been on 
um, focusing on Hamilton and the, what's actually the actions happening there. Well, on the, the thing the is, it's not even Sky; it's Formula One. Yeah, this is the Formula One coverage, and that that well, that went back to the first one in uh, in Silverstone, and after that, Mercedes put a, a coloured stripe on the halo. <laughs> so you know, it shouldn't be that bad, but it. Sh- <sighs> I'm just so frustrated as a fan of the sport oh, that no, we're getting oh, we're getting first and last lap excitement and, and then the nothing in between. Laps in between of so he, he, here's how shit. how sad the sport is. My son goes to bed on a Sunday night and says to me, "Let like let me know in the morning how much of the race I should watch," like because he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't want it. So he, he's, he's got to be seconds. he's got to be you know at the bus stop at eight ten right. Yeah. Now the race is two hours ish. He wouldn't normally get up until like seven. He's a, sleep, he's a good sleeper now, but fair income. I'm I'm basically going in and changing his alarm so that he doesn't get up too early, because mate, just watch the first five laps, maybe check a little the, the middle, and then just fast forward to the end. How long's the KO mini going to be for this one? This is a five minute KO mini, surely ten max. If if there's a think good commentary goal, nothing more this, than ten. This is a great shot. Last lap, every car on the main straight separated by. 0.6.8 and nothing to do. But see, Daniel, Daniel is now within 0.6 of Norris. It's because Norris has been locking his brakes up, uh, his fronts up quite substantially. Norris, so, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Daniel's also got Kvyat behind him, so that could cause some concern um, for both of them. It but would be. It would feel so so disappointing that if Ricardo finishes 11th and out of the points, naturally, he's only made two two spots. For all that effort, it's like yeah. Well, the 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 Renault strategy, as we detected, I think well before the commentators did, was to drag Daniel out on the mediums because he started on the mediums, drag it out so that he could finish the race with a one stop. And they've, I mean, how many other people have one stopped? Oh, mm, I don't one, think anyone but Renault. Oh, there's one, one two, up here, Vettel. Three, Vettel. So Vettel, five people. In in that top yeah, end, Lewis officially won. Yeah, Lewis won the race. What a shock! Breaking news, folks. Um, Max in second, 24 seconds behind. And Bottas, with the fastest lap, so well played. Very well played. Um, gets gets across for third. Uh, can't, yeah, Daniel's nowhere near um, Norris, unfortunately. But, no. uh, and look at this. I mean, you've got three, four, five cars so close to each other. If that was F2 or F3, someone would have got past someone there. Absolutely. Which is exactly the point about the circuit. The circuit's not the problem. In any way, he did it. He did it. (laughs) He got the fast lap again. Yeah, he did it again. That's gold. Um, The Leclerc failure was an interesting one, and it'll be interesting to know whether that engine's going to be a problem for them. Um, New lap record for Valtteri Bottas as well. Oh, there you go. He's broken Daniel's record. So let's talk about because there's absolutely, I think it's pretty clear. There's the main issue with this race was tire management. It sh- there shouldn't be a race where tyre management is what dictates how fast no. a, dri- a driver I, goes. I like tyre strategy. Yes, like supercars, as we exactly. discussed. But but not when it not when you've got Lewis for the first twenty laps or whatever was the race purposely driving slower to baby the tyres. Like that's yeah. that's shit. Like it, there's it, a difference between that and going. Am I doing a two stop or one stop? Am I doing hards? Am I doing me? Yeah. Like that's there's a difference there. Uh, I just if we're doing more races where you literally are driving slower and have to think about. Can I drive to the maximum of my ability to, to get to the end of the race? Then, then it's a waste of time. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's a fair a fair play when you're racing in a Grand Prix like this to baby the tyres to drive slow. It just, it, yeah, it's just an un. Well, it's meant to be the pinnacle of, of motorsport, and, exactly. and people are intentionally driving slow. And I'm sure, from Pirelli's point of view, it's the pinnacle of tyre 
um, uh, technology, right? Yeah. It's it's amazing how hard they can push these bits of black rubber. I don't have to baby my Bridgestone Patanzas on my MX-5. But but that's the other part about it. I don't think it's relatable in any way, shape or form. No. Now, I know the sport itself is not relatable, but I like the idea that there's three tyres that go different speeds and last different lengths. Yep. That's fine. I'm cool with that because it creates strategy, especially in qualifying, you know, the top 10 are separate to the rest of the uh, grid in terms of what they can choose. There's those fun things about the sport and the way they've determined that. But what is it about it, What is it about the, the, the tyre um, rules? What is it about this weekend that made this tyre strategy thing bad? Is it that they were one too hard or they need to go softer? It's the hottest race ever in Barcelona. Why on earth didn't it, you know cause tyre dramas well I think they're on the three hardest compounds yeah. so that's with, my point should they yeah. be they, yeah they sh- should they have created drama by I think they should have gone a bit softer, softer. Yeah. yeah they should have gone softer in my but I'm sure Toto and Lewis had complained massively after the last couple of weeks though well, it's, it's funny how they struggled in the two previous Grand Prix at Silverstone and yet they were able to get their tyres well managed those compounds that. were significantly softer though yeah but that's I mean, so I'm not. I'm not saying that it, it. We shouldn't have. They shouldn't have done that. But that's just. This is what happened. I just wonder what the drivers think when. Oh, good on you, Lewis. You're just so emotional about winning from start to finish <laughs> and getting what uh, Crofty called the Grand Slam, which I'd never heard referred to. to before, Eighty-eight to be race win in his career. I mean, good on you, Lewis. Yeah, good on you, Lewis. But generally, I pretty like boring, mate. You're a boring human, and that was a boring race. Yeah, did but it's not. His, I don't think it's exactly his but hang fault on. though that we just all just jump on Instagram, him. mate. So share a photo of you winning and then of a whale. Of a what? Is this a <laughs> reference I've missed? <laughs> always, he always, he's always got a photo of fucking you know something he did in a and then some sort of environmental oh, disaster right. happening in the world. Uh, um, doing his part. Also, by the way, Bottas racist. I mean, did you hear that during the race? The black overalls. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's the hottest race they've ever had. <laughs> and poor old Valtteri's gone from wearing white overalls to black. So he was <laughs> he was blowing up about the black overalls. It would be a complete like Max yeah, good has up. had to deal with the the dark overalls for some time. So it wouldn't be a shock to him. Are the Renaults? It would, but it would be yeah, a shock Renault's to, to Valtteri. Yeah, it, it's an unusual thing. Well, I've got a black race suit. I I wear that, and I mean, yeah, it's what, hard. Just around the house, or <laughs> <laughs> when I do my track days. But I mean, you get used to it. What do you do your track days in? My focus. You do your track days in that. Yeah, that's why you don't need headlights that work. Oh, <laughs> actually, you know, the reason why I can't replace the bloody headlight I did go by the Globe, but the problem is the focus. Going off topic for a sec, <laughs> is a that the Ford? They the bonnet opening because that the latch is not inside the car. It's in the fucking grill. So you have to open the gr- the bonnet with the in the grill with the key, and the bloody thing, um, the the um, the cable to undo the bonnet latch is not working properly at the moment. So I'm pissed off. There's anything. There's, there's wow. a warning for anyone looking to buy a Ford Focus XR5. <sighs> yeah, what year is that though? Two thousand. Actually, no, it's a common problem for that model. Focus, just just. Avoid it like the <laughs> avoid it like the plague. Yeah, right. exactly. I, I've yeah. got a uh, I've got a, a listener question. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do. Who was it Campbell? Uh, from no, not Campbell from from Lauren. He's uh, his partner. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the lovely Lauren has asked: Will a Red Bull second driver ever be anything more than cannon fodder? No, no. I mean, they literally sent Alex Albon out to today test to Max. test the hearts. Yeah. We, we thought, oh, that's a good strategy. Come in, get the hard, see if you can go to the end. You might make up some places. Turns out, nah, let's just see how that is, and then we're going to bring Max in and put him on the mediums. I mean, it was just... Oh, it was blatant. 
It was yeah, and, it was and, blatant and a, and a bad decision. And, absolutely, and the thing is, I think that shows. Although that it was they end up in eighth. I guess. Albon's here for the year. There's no way they're getting rid oh, of Albon, but because they got no one to replace him with. But then, so Lauren's got a follow up to that, which which joins nicely. There is, how do they expect uh, to win constructors championship with essentially only one car? Yeah, I think that's mate, that's a very very valid point, and that's that's the quandary that that. Dr. Marco and others would mm. be having at the top mm. is, you know, when you had multi-21 issues, even even with, you know, three races a year where they both collide and go off, you lose all the points. The rest of the races... you, you got two people you, on the podium. You're maximising points, right? Whereas they're unable to maximise their points almost at all no. with Albon. I mean, the, the, the post-race analysis at Red Bull has to be how... Okay, so... Albon finished in eighth. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's two Mercedes in front of him. And you know what? There's, t- there's two racing points in front of him. How did Sainz and Vettel get in front of him? Vettel, yep. one stop. Well done. How is Albon not faster than Racing Point? But that he was on the... He got screwed there on those hards. Like, he... If they... I'm sure they've got the data to work out. If we gave him the same strategy as Verstappen, where would he be? And I, I would hazard a guess that he probably could have been about six. Which is not... He, if he's not challenging the racing points, if he doesn't have the speed to take on fucking Stroll, what what good is he to the team? Mm. Yeah. Because he's, what's he given them there? Three points in the Constructors' Championship. But does it also... To Lawrence's point, there's no, there's no benefit in that to them. No. They're, I mean, uh, I, I have to work it out, but the racing point has outscored... Uh, would they have outscored Red Bull today? Oh. With fifth, with fourth and fifth, Ooh, with fourth and fifth in the constructors, has Racing Point outscored second and eighth, and if if not comprehensively, then close. Yeah, that's a that's a real risk for Red Bull. But what, it, are, what are the standings? Are the standings written on this bloody thing? Uh, let's have a look. Um, that's a massive risk. But then, if we, if again, if so, if we assume that he, they didn't experiment on his tire strategy, ended up in fifth or sixth, and second, and then either that fifth or sixth, I think you'd, you'd probably be better off there. Yeah, but we're talking about a bloke that's, we're talking about sixth being good when his teammate just finished second yeah. and I'm beat not, one of them. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the silver lining for him, but it's, it's hard. So they haven't updated them yet. So yeah, they haven't updated them. But I'm just looking now. So 2020 constructors championship. Uh, Red Bull's 113, Racing Point worth 41. I mean, they're not going to... You know, Racing Point will, will Just leapfrog Ferrari here. Eight, uh, 18. Easily. Well, Racing Point will probably jump into third place in the constructors, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon so. Uh, so, they got 22 points today, Racing Point. So, they're finishing fourth and fifth. Verstappen second on 18. Albon finished eighth, and he would have got... Four points, so they were equal. There you go. Equal that's, on points today. I don't think that's acceptable at all. So the big question of the week is the FIA's conversation around engine modes. Mm. Oh, so we mentioned Campbell before. Campbell had a suggestion for that. Yeah, what is it? Well, it, just just to recap for people that don't know, there's there's talk now that it could even be this season they're talking about. Yeah, that they're going to ban engine modes, which is you know quality modes and all that kind of stuff. When when we shared this uh, during the week, I think it, Connor was it you that pointed out like that's I'm like yeah bring it on, and one of you was like hang on a minute, what about Lando's last lap and you know 
those yeah, that you, coaching you, through. You lose all your modes in, in yeah, race. Yeah, like the last lap that he did in the opening race of the season in Austria. Which is still the highlight of the season. <laughs> True. And the uh, the idea is to say, well, is Mercedes using their modes to A, dominate qualifying and B, dominate races? Or, you know, is that a good thing? What's Campbell think? Oh, his thing was just, can we turn Mercedes to four-cylinder engines? It's kind of not really going to happen. <laughs> no. I mean, thanks, Campbell. That's great. Great feedback. <laughs> um, you know, I, I my, my initial view and response is, fine, ban the engine modes. But it will affect everyone, but I, I do believe it will affect Mercedes more than anyone. Do you, though? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I do. I reckon they're just so I good. I think they're everyone else is so bad that they are at max or close to much more than Mercedes are, is, is my point. So if they're at, on average, if they're at 90%, I think on average Mercedes is probably running at 75, 80 as just a random number to show that on average across the weekend. My, my only thing with that is that Mercedes engines seem to be the most reliable. So if everyone else, if everyone else is, you know, you get a lot more DNFs engines from a, a Ferrari. We actually, or a, don't get a lot of DNF engines at the moment. Do we? No, Today? hardly. The only one was well, obviously Leclerc. I don't know that. I don't. He he restarted it, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to find out whether that power unit is written off. Yeah, you would assume it's going to be parked, but you know, I don't know if it's written off. But certainly, yes, you would you would classify that as an as an engine failure for sure. But it's not as but common as it was. No, I no. don't know. Only th- only two or three years ago, it was much more common. I remember when Daniel moved from Red Bull to Renault. I remember spending hours on Wikipedia working out all the DNFs and why he DNF'd, and you know looking at Nico and their race results and trying to work out which was you know engine failures, which were just crashes, and actually working out that so that there, there was a lot of failures back then. That was only three. Three years ago. Well, he was, that was that, that season where his last season in Red Bull. He, he was actually, if you took away the DNFs, he was pretty neck and neck with Max. Like, there was nothing really. There was, not, there was nothing the between way. them both. They were always very close. Well, they treat Australians the same way they treat English tie drivers. I mean, it's just outrageous. They prioritise their number one, either a German or a fucking Dutchman. But it's just That's just how they roll. So you don't think, so what is your opinion? You don't think that they should touch the no. engine thing or that it'll have any effect? No, no, I, uh... Both, okay. I think. I uh, think McLaren, uh, not McLaren, Mercedes will adapt to the changes exactly, better exactly. than anyone else. If we, if we sort of put down the fact that Mercedes dominance, I think, is purely from how well they run. I've yeah. just asked a friend of mine, um, Sarah, who uh, I went to school with, and she and she does listen to this podcast. She, I just asked her about what she thought of the engine. One. Yeah, <laughs> I asked her about what no, she we thought of it. Lauren before as well. Yeah, so oh, I'm what, not sure she's on. Could she? I, I need I need independent uh, verification okay. of that. Just because she she's in your WhatsApp group doesn't mean she's a listener. <laughs> she basically said, "Get rid of it." She said, "If you can't maintain that performance for the duration of a race, then it's not an indication of where you should actually I'm qualify." Sorry. It's good. Yeah. yeah so that's so. that's pick. Come into the weekend and go. Look, this is that kind of circuit. We're going to do this. We're going to we're going to we're going to run it at seven. We're going to run it at 11, you but, know? But then, so my... It's my, brand new engine. Run it at 12. My counter to that is that then you've got... We, we talk about the push to pass in Indy, right? How we, hmm. we wish there was something like that. It, this is kind of the equivalent, right? So you've got... If you know that your reliability in the engine can run at, you know, eight tenths for the entire race, but then if you run it at 10 tenths for five laps of the race, hmm. like that's... And how do you use that 10 tenths for those, assume, just, you know, theoretically five laps of the race? It just adds that little bit of... a but know, variation. Okay, well then, then my counter to the Not FIA is happening. if if they're going to make any changes to the way teams use engine modes, 
then why not just in some way make it a time limited usage? Yeah. So I'd be I'd be up for that. You could use it for one lap across three quality sessions, or maybe two laps across. Do you know what I mean? So that it might be the thing that gets George Russell into Q two, whatever. Mm. And and you can use it for X number of laps in the race. Like if there's adjustments allowed to be made, just limit the number of them. And then we're finding a balance between what we have today, which I don't know, it's not really affecting anyone in terms of the way it operates. Oh, geez. And looking what, at the you know, what's happening with Indy. <laughs> looking at the podium, Valtteri's trying to keep oh. his distance again. No, he's a little bit more, he seems a little bit happier this week. Yeah, there we go. He's not running off the podium. He's shaking it a bit. I mean... I love that Valtteri's always, his first priority is to take a drink out of it. Yes. First, like... <laughs> so, Nico um, Rosberg yeah. was on the commentary team this weekend, Ooh. unfortunately. Uh, two Sky F1 decisions were Natalie Pinkham hosting instead of Simon Lazenby. That was a good choice. Was it? I don't know. She was okay. I, I missed her. Anyway, she, Simon, I think Simon does a good job Simon always being kind of invisible. Job. I think he does a pretty good job of being invisible and bringing, it, bringing the others out, whereas, I don't know, Natalie just, she, she's the life of the show. So, I don't know. Anyway, Nico... Is fucking horrible. Oh, like he adds oh. nothing other than he's the most recent world champion they have on the team. And God, his voice, his voice is just like whiny and just. And I think he's still too close to it, so he's, he's not willing so, to say yeah. stuff. Um, but the one thing he did say, he and Martin were on the grid or on the grass on the side of the grid in the small patch they were allowed to stand, and they were talking about Valtteri. And obviously, Nico is the best person to comment on pretty much every part of Valtteri's performance, uh, team, everything, because he was in that position. And he said, look, he he's just too afraid of actually getting his um, getting his hands dirty, getting his shoulders in there. He's, he's too afraid of wheel-to-wheel action. Like, mm. And Nico said, you know, we had a few of those, in, 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 those incidents where we were wheel-to-wheel. You've got to have those things if you're going to challenge for it. Now, I think that's a very valid criticism of Valtteri Bottas when it comes to Racecraft, um, he obviously he, can qualify, but, but I, I, I just think he's not. Or do you think it's just what we all suspect, which is to keep this seat, you are the number two, and you act like you are the number two. Yeah. Which, which, what do you? What's the, what's the alternative? He goes, he goes. No, nah, I don't. I'm not doing that. I want a race to win. And he, who's he go to? That's gonna then got a car that's quick enough to to battle Lewis, which is. What, you're going to go to Red Bull? And you know what? I don't disagree. That's that's likely what's happening. We talked about Valtteri's got a new love in his life. He's like he's he's now earning good cash. Oh, he's, he's living his best mm. life. Living absolutely. Apart from the fact that Lewis is there, and he will not win a world championship, then you, you, everything else is pretty freaking good. You should just accept. It's just bad timing. Yeah, but that you know what? I, I think timing is a critical part of the Formula One lifestyle. Yeah. You know, you could argue Daniel's probably going to look back on his career and have bad timing. You know, Mark, every it was the, every the, driver could have been better if the one or two before them oh weren't. Oh, yeah. Your best luck was if you were in that generation between Schumacher and Vettel. Yes. Where it was anyone's... It was anyone's Correct. Game. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That, that's very true. Until you have a dominance like that. And it's not very clear yet whether what when, when post-Lewis is... Um, let's just assume that 2022, for some reason, Mercedes aren't dominant, right? And that becomes the post-Lewis era. I think there's a lot of opportunities there that for it's everyone. not going to be Max. I think there's opportunity there that it won't just be Max. Because no, everyone says, oh, Max is going to be the next... 
He's a great driver, and he, he's adding great value to the sport, right. but I think there's others that could, could do it. Honest question. Do you honestly think Verstappen will be a world champion? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. But I don't I, think Sportsbet would be running more than a dollar ten on that. Mm. You reckon? And like, then who who and then who do you think he's second most likely out of on the grid at the moment? <sighs> That's a great question. Very good question. Oh like I think if if George Russell got the, that Mercedes seat in due course Obviously Leclerc, right? Yeah, Leclerc's yep. probably the second best. I think George Russell, once he gets to that that Mercedes seat, he'll be the third best, in I my opinion. Th- I you don't. You don't. You I think Lando. Lando? I, I well, think Lando, Lando. Yeah, Lando as well. I actually, I would put Lando in the same league as Leclerc, second. You know. The, so Karun Chandok was on earlier on Sky saying, you know, what he thinks is that Ferrari should literally give up on the next eighteen months, just you know, run a race team and focus all the development on twenty twenty two. I assume that's what every team's going to do. Yeah, I think probably so already too. are. Um, but maybe more so than any kind of development, basically, just leave the car as it is. Mm. Um, that's Leclerc's only chance of. Being the next world champion, you just got to roll with the punches if you're Ferrari right now. Just yeah. not worry about 2022. Fingers crossed. It's fucking. It's 18 months away. This oh, is embarrassing. It will. It will go quickly. Let's face no, it. No, it won't. Well, have the last few weeks gone quickly? Not really. No. Like this is dragging on. I'll be honest. Yeah. This season's okay. already. I take on, back what I said. I take back what I say. The only way these races can be interesting is if there is a Mercedes one-two crashing each other out, and yeah. then all of a sudden it's open. Well, we've got Belgium in That's two weeks. So, Leclerc is a genuine world championship contender. I, I agree with that. If the car's there. Yeah, I, Verstappen, I, yeah. genuine world championship contender. Lando, I think, would be equal to... I think, actually, the next bunch are all equal, whether it's Lando, Daniel, Carlos. Well, that's, There's a mm. bunch of people that I think in yeah. equal cars would be fascinating to watch. Yes. We, we've obviously got the... Not the, Latifi. The rose-tinted Australian <laughs> goggles on, on Daniel, but... Can't, you can't not. No, but uh, that 2022, I think, it needs to be his goal. Would like you... That, 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 that needs to be know, his year. I think if you're Daniel, if you're, in the, if you're in Team Daniel, right, and you don't know how these things operate, but only, and this sounds interesting, but only working with, you know, high-profile-ish people in, like, in the media and stuff, you know that they only have a very, you know, very yeah. small group of people around them who they give a shit about. And you think Daniel's got his trainer and a few mates, and, you know, there's a, there'd be a few people that know truly what he's thinking. I genuinely think he's gone, right, yeah, McLaren, 2020, 2021, it's going to be an okay car. It's going to be as good Better, as this year. Yeah. Fucking may as well. 2022... Uh, McLaren has as good a hope as anyone else and probably better than many of them yep. to develop something interesting. I he's, and I, He's getting old. Yeah, he's getting old. I think that Lando, while passionately desperate to win, would would probably not play second fiddle, but I think he'd be happy to concede second fiddle after a few races if it was looking good yep. for Daniel. I think genuinely that would happen, and I think Daniel and, and would they're then good, and they're good mates. And I don't, and I don't, and I don't think Lando would be too upset if he had to play second fiddle for Dan, you know, because if they get they get on pretty well. I mean, if it became very close in terms of world championship fight, they, then it would be all all. But if it all works out as it's meant to, yeah, in twenty twenty two, it's going to be so competitive that it won't matter if they fight it out a bit and the odd race goes the other way, mm. um, because it sh- <laughs> it should be. It we need that right now, and we, you know, it's we're not. Twenty twenty has been the worst year in civilization for this generation, yet we have to sit through another year of this shitty Formula One. Yeah, like the, 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 the only hope is that the McLaren engine 
with the Mercedes. M- McLaren with the Mercedes engine. There's, that's I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy for this short term pain if McLaren are not competitive next year with this oh, Mercedes engine. You know what? We'll I think see. the bottom line is I don't. I'm I'm pretty confident we're not going to have a dominance again in the next uh, era. God, I hope not. Yeah, yeah I, I genuinely think 22, 23, 24 could well be three different world champions. Yeah. Yeah, I think so that's too. The, that's the way it should work. See, the reason I have that confidence is Ross Braun. Ross Braun is behind the oh. the moves. He's behind everything. And this, and is, this is an entertainment product. Yes. And, and, you know, Chase Carey is building it as a product to be sold. It has to work that way. They have no. to turn it around. So they've got the luck of... of the sport being the only sport that's out there to watch right now, basically. So they they were able to win that race. But fuck, apart from that, man, that was where are we going next? What's the next race? Next race oh. is in two weeks, Belgian Grand Prix. Oh, we got a week off. Yeah, have we got a week <laughs> off. But the thing is, we've got another triple header coming up. Okay, we've got another triple header. So we've got Belgian Grand Prix at the end of August, twenty eighth to thirtieth, which is normally the time. The summer break would finish break. and we go back into racing for the rest yep. of the year. Then the week after, on the 4th to 6th of September, we've got the Italian Grand Prix. In fact, first of two races in Italy. So we've got the Italian Grand Prix. Wait, that we one? Got Wait, which one's Monza? Monza. Which one's? That's Monza. Monza. Yep, Monza. Then we go to Mugello for the Toscan Grand Prix. The Ferrari Grand Prix. Yep. The, 11th on the Ferrari Grand Prix could be all right. Yeah. So that's Every, everyone who's driven on the track speaks quite highly of it. Yeah. So that's this will be the last of the cluster of the triple header races. People driving on that track, though, love it as a driver's track, though. Is yeah, it, but true. is it a passing track and is it a racing track? I, I, I haven't got the like chance to... Like, it's a track to, where they could go sideways yeah. on Look, in, I, in Ferraris. I haven't got the chance to ask, so... Well, can you ask? I will. I will. Please. <laughs> I'll put the question in. Please. We'd like to know in a couple of weeks. <laughs> All right. Well, um, fuck. I just feel so disappointed that... Should we give a shout out? Uh, we speak with rose coloured uh, Aussie glasses. She's going to bring up F3. Yeah, of course. Aussies we won. won we won. Oscar Piastri. Great result for him. Uh, puts this him is within. The first time we've ever given a fuck about Formula 3, though. <laughs> like, genuinely. I think so. I, yeah, I like Formula 3. I've, I've always had a. Do we like Formula 3 because this is so fucking boring? I oh, think I'm so sure at the that moment. Okay, yeah. Just checking. Just checking. Yeah, yeah, just checking. Definitely We're all on the same page. It's actually yeah. much more exciting My than son likes it because it's in his. Uh, time zone he's allowed to watch, <laughs> and he gets. The it is a much better time zone. Yeah, yeah, oh seven, yeah. seven, eight o'clock. Yeah, it's perfect. perfect. It's in a time viewing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And, and look, Piastri. great result for Piastri. He puts himself back in within one point of La- uh, Lance Sargent right now, who's currently leading the championship. Alex Peroni, second position tonight. Great result for him. So. Is he from Tasmania? Or is that yes, just he a is. Sponsorship? No, no, okay, right. from Tasmania. What's right. going on with doing? Fucked if I know. He has been this pretty disappointing. Probably but not he, be he, in next season. Yeah, look. It's pretty hard to live up to that name. It is exceptionally yeah. hard. Like, yeah. you'd want to just be an accountant or something because... Well, you could say that about Schumacher's son. Well, yeah. I mean, that's this is the problem with being a name is... Unless really you're Max got Verstappen. A, well, yeah, but I was just going to say, Verstappen, Ross Bergman, I mean, there is some... There's some truth in it in some sense, isn't there? Yeah. But, fuck, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen there. Anyway, uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, apparently, from... Um, <laughs> Spa Francorchamps. Is yeah. that where we're going? Spa Francorchamps. Yeah. I just can't wait. Um, so I, I really, <laughs> really hope the next Grand Prix provides that excitement factor. Otherwise, I'm just going to go and fall asleep. If this is race. your first time listening, um, we say that fucking every week.